Hey everybody and welcome back to Steve's NRL Footy Tips for 2021. I'm your host, Stephen Westway. It's a very exciting time. We are only two days away from the start of the 2021 NRL Telstra Premiership. The team list had just dropped. We're going to discuss all the latest in the team news. And I'm going to give my predictions for round one of the 2021 season. Thank you guys for all your support in 2020. It meant a lot to me to start out this podcast and get a lot of support straight out of the gate. Um, a lot of close friends and family helped share it, get it out to the community and um, the rest of Australia as well. And some also got some viewers overseas. So thank you very much for all your support last year. Let's make 2021 an even bigger year for the podcast. Hopefully I can get some guests in this year. We're going to be talking a little bit more news as well as it comes out during the course of the season. And, of course, I'm going to be tipping every game of the season as well. If you haven't, please go back and check out my season previews. I've done 10 out of 16 teams so far. The other six will be coming uh, tomorrow and Thursday, so check those ones out as well. But this is the big show. This is the weekly show, the one that I started before COVID struck and really impacted everybody early last year, and it's the one that is the most prestigious. I'm looking forward to discussing Everything that happens during the course of the season, and as I said, the team lists are out. We've got a blockbuster match to start off the year in the Storm versus the Rabbitohs. Some other big games like the Raiders versus the Tigers this weekend. You've got the Broncos versus Parramatta. You've got the Roosters versus the Manly Seagulls. There's so much excitement in round one. Let's get to all of it. Before we do, please remember to like Steve's NRL Footy Tips on Facebook. We are nearing 500 likes Check that out. Like, share, and subscribe to the podcast, whether you guys listen to it, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, or any other major uh, podcast streaming service. All right. With that in mind, it's good to be back. Let's get to the round one action, and let's start predicting these matches. Let's get to it. All right. With all the introductions out of the way, let's get straight to previewing round one of the NRL Tell Strip for 2021. And it all starts on Thursday night from Amy Park. We've got an absolute blockbuster to start the season as the Melbourne Storm, last year's premiers, host the South Sydney Rabbitohs. A lot of people's early season prediction to win the premiership this year. Speaking of which, my Rabbitohs preview will be up. I believe that one comes out tomorrow. So tomorrow afternoon, you'll see the Rabbitohs season preview. Check that out for my thoughts on the Rabbitohs overall this year. But I think they're going to have a very promising season. Obviously, the Storm defeated the Penrith Panthers 26-20 in last year's grand final. So we are shaping up for an absolute blockbuster there on Thursday night. And for the Rabbitohs to win this game, they would have to break two massive records that Melbourne have been able to accomplish over the last 20 years. And that is... Number one, they have not lost a round one game under Craig Bellamy. Craig Bellamy as a head coach has never lost a round one game. And the Storm themselves haven't lost a round one affair since 2001. So it's been 20 years since they tasted defeat in round one. They also hold a 16 win and zero losses record against the South Sydney Rabbitohs in Melbourne. The Rabbitohs have never won an NRL match in Melbourne in their history as far as I'm aware. So two massive records that will have to be broken if the Rabbitohs are to be successful down there at Amy Park on Thursday night. All right, the team list have dropped, as I said, and obviously the Storm, if you've been 
keeping track of the news in the offseason. The Storm are about a couple of big names to start the season. They've obviously lost Cameron Smith uh, during the offseason. We don't know where his future lies. Is he retired? Will he play on with one of the Queensland teams in 2021? Well, to start the season, he won't. He's not in any of the team, uh, team lists. No news have come out of him signing for any clubs. And Andrew Voss actually wrote an article for Fox League today on, on foxsports.com.au where he said that it is turned, it's gone from bizarre to sad. It could be a very sad ac- exit for Cameron Smith in terms of his NRL career finishing up. If he chooses to retire, that's absolutely fine in my opinion. But as Vossi said, he a lot of his former teammates and close friends have been trying to get in contact with him just to see how he's going over the last few months. And he's really has been very vague or not replying at all to a lot of his you know former teammates. So... We'll see what he does in 2021, but in terms of the Storm, they have to move on without him. They're also without their new hooker, Harry Grant, who returns from the Tigers after a very successful 2020. He's out with an MCL injury for the first month of the season. Dale Finucan has also been injured, and he will be out for the first six to eight weeks of the season as well um, with a calf injury. So they've got a few out to start the season. Branko Lee, also out in the center with a hamstring injury. He's only gotten through limited training on Monday. So the Storm, without a bit of experience, but a lot of their side is still very reminiscent of the grand finals team, other than a couple of key men that I mentioned there, and Smith and Finucan. Um They've named Paperhausen at fullback. That's no surprise. Him and Munster are going to have to control his team, and Jerome Hughes with Brandon Smith coming in to replace Harry Green in the hooker role. Nelson Asofa Solomona. A very good player as well in his own right. A premiership winner now as well. He will be taking Finucane's spot as starting lock. But apart from that, it's very much a Melbourne team that you are familiar with seeing over the last couple of years. Raymond Smith is a newcomer from Melbourne. He's going to take Brenko Lee's center spot. And because of Vunavalu's departure to Rugby Union, a wing spot opened there at Melbourne. And George Jennings uh, has taken over that spot. So he'll partner the Fox, Josh Adokar, in the wings there as well. So overall, a very strong lineup. You know, you've got... The likes of Munster and Paberhausen that can really control this team's attack with the support of Jerome Hughes and the forward back. you got a very solid lineup in Bromwich, Welsh, Kafusi, Sofa Solomona. These guys are, are proven winners and they've got some nice youth on the bench for guys like Chris Lewis and Nico Hines. Craig Bellamy, without a doubt, are going to have these guys ready for South City on Thursday night. It will be their first match in their premiership defense. They did actually win their first two trials to Storm for the first time in their history. So the tabs got these two teams very, very even on the market. Melbourne are currently at $1.85 and the Rabbitohs are currently at $1.95. So very little separates them in the market. If we move over to the South Sydney lineup, of course, we saw in the Charity Shield two weeks ago that South Sydney were absolute dominant there in Mudgee against the St. George of the Dragons. I believe that won that game 48-16. to And in that first half, it was 32-4 to at halftime. It was 32-0 with all the Rabbitohs' big guns on. The likes of Latrell Mitchell and Cody Walker had an absolute field day out there in Mudgee. And you've, they've got so much firepower on both sides of the field. All their new recruits in Josh Mansell, Benji Marshall, and Joy Arav all being named. It's a very similar side, just like Melbourne to last year, which, you know, the Rabbitohs got to the preliminary finals. They've been to the preliminary finals three times in a row. If you go listen to my season preview when it comes out tomorrow, you'll see my opinions on where I think they're going to finish this year. But it's going to be very high 
You'd, you'd hope so. The expectations for the Rabbitohs fans are huge. For the corporate side, they're huge. Everyone in the club wants the Rabbitohs. You know, they expect them to be genuine contenders, if not grand finalists this season. It's Wayne Bennett's last year. Reynolds is off contract. There is no excuses for the Rabbitohs team anymore. And Latrell Mitchell, to see him firing in Mudgee and back to his best, he could be the, you know, the secret X factor that they were missing last year, South Sydney. A lot of reports have been that it wasn't just, you know, when you watch the game of football, you see how impressive he was. He set up so many tries, scored one himself, but it was his work off the off the ball that was really impressive for Latrell. The signs were really good. Last year, you could see he was struggling a little bit with fitness back there at fullback. They reckon that he's really, you know, gotten fit for the season. He's there in support anytime someone makes a break. So very promising signs for Latrell, and he's one of the favorites to win the Dalian medal this year. So you've got to expect good things from him. We'll see how he can get his partnership with Walker and Reynolds going because last year they were absolutely in control of their side. I mean, they roamed both sides of the field and you could see guys like Alex Johnson and Gagai on one side really getting a lot of opportunities. And then on the other side, you got guys like Mansell, so a newcomer. So they've got plenty of experience on the field. They know what they're doing, South Sydney. They've been, they haven't been to the big dance this side, um, this Rabideau side this since 2014 and not many remaining players are there from that 2014 grand final side, but they know what it takes to to play in big matches. They're going to be up for this game against Melbourne without a doubt. And uh, some of their new recruits, I mean, I haven't really gone through their side. As I said, Josh Mansell's an inclusion. Benji Marshall and Jai Arrow come back on the bench for him. Matungi's got a bench spot. And Jacob Host, another one of the new recruits, is going to be the starting second row there, Jaden Sewer. But apart from that, it's a very similar team that went down in the preliminary final last year at Penrith. I think they're going to be up for this game. I think this game is going to be an absolute blockbuster. It's going to come down to, you know, that battle of the forward pack is, is huge because you've got, as I said, both the Bromwiches, Welsh, Kafusi, such an experienced forward pack there for Melbourne that they can really dictate how games are played out and really allow space for Cameron Munster to really come in and control the game with Pabberhausen. But Seas' forward pack is, was extremely underrated last year. We'll see if they can back it up this year. Guys like Burgess and Totola were impressive. Sua. And led by Cam Murray and Damien Cook, you've got to think that this is going to be a battle of heavyweights up there in the forward pack. Whoever can get, if whoever wins that battle early, are going to find themselves with a clear advantage in the first 20 minutes. And it's going to be a, a I expect fireworks in the first 20 minutes. It's going to be a very intense battle. Um, there, there could be a little bit of aggression. There could even be a, a fight or two, or even a little bit of push and shove, whatever you consider to be a fight in the modern game. But with these new sped-up rules, and I just think we're going to we're gonna see two teams that go out there, and they're both going to be wanting to start their season with a bang. They've both got huge expectations on them in 2021. I think this game's going to be an absolute classic. The question is, however, can the Rabbitohs break that streak? Can they finally win a game in Melbourne? And in my opinion... They definitely can. I mean, you look at the you look at the the losses that Melbourne have got in Cameron Smith, uh, Finucane, and and Grant. They're not at full strength, even though they're such a champion side. That the Rabbitohs definitely can cause a little bit of an upset here and and start their season with a victory. Will they though? It's a tough decision. I'm kind of weighing up who to tip in this one because it's really a um, a toss of the coin, in my opinion. It's hard to tip against Melbourne in Melbourne. You know that record, 16 wins and zero losses. But this Rabideau side could be something very special this season. So um, I'm going to, I'm thinking on the fly here, but I'm I'm going to tip Melbourne just with the experience factor. I'd love to see the Rabideaus do it. I am a Rabideau supporter. Um, and I, as I said, I think that 
The sky's the limit for them this year. If they don't make the grand final, South Sydney, it's a disappointing and a failure of a season for the Travados Club after three preliminary final losses. But I just think early in the season, Bellamy's going to have this team ready to go for round one. He's not going to want anyone to kind of get the jump over the, the premiers. And I expect that, you know, all their formations and their class and how they do the 1% plays right, I think that they're just going to be able to get over the top of the Rabbitohs when it matters. I think their game management, you know, South's got a great game management leader in, in, in Adam Reynolds. But I think that when push comes to shove, Melbourne might just have a little bit more. And I think if South forwards don't continue to match it with Melbourne's in the 80 minutes, they could get a little bit fatigued and their bench is really going to have to step up and keep them into this ball game. Um, because you know Melbourne can score points quickly. I've got Melbourne by one point, but I think that this game is going to go down the wire. It could even be go to Golden Point in this one. It's going to be an absolute classic. I can't wait for the season to open with this match. And let's be honest, it's an, it's one of the best opening matches we've on paper that we've had to start an NRL season for years. So I've got Melbourne by one point in this one. This season preview, uh, this match preview is going for pretty long, but the Storm by one point. Let's move on. Alright, moving on to the Friday night games now, and it all kicks off at McDonald Jones Stadium from 6pm on Friday night when the Newcastle Knights host the travelling Canterbury Bulldogs to start the season. Both of these teams had mixed 2020s to say the least. The Knights started the year off really well under their new coach in 2020, Adam O'Brien. Their defence was pretty good, and you could see that players were starting to believe that they were genuine finals, uh, a genuine finals team. They obviously made the finals for the first time in seven years last year, but they kind of faded out near the back end of the year. And the Bulldogs were a team that uh, would have got the wooden spoon if it wasn't for the Broncos' disastrous year. They had the departure of Dean Payne. They have hired Trent Barrett to be the head coach for 2021 on, I believe, it's a two-year deal. So, interesting game to start Friday Night Football. Maybe not the you know the blockbuster that the Thursday night game will be, but very interesting. The Newcastle Knights... The home team are missing a good chunk, according to NRL.com, of their third 17-man squad to start the season. The big news uh, of Kalen Ponga being out with, you know, his busted knee for the first month of the season. Uh, he's been joined by Edric Lee and Heimel Hunt, with both uh, both got injuries and won't be right to start the season. Tex Hoy, uh, that has been, you know, named to be the fullback to take over from Ponga. He's a good young kid, and I think he, I've. I think he's in for a pretty big future. Stafford Toa and Shibasaki are the other two men. In and Kurt Mann returns after missing the trials. Tyson Brazil's first game for the Knights will take place on Friday night as well. For the Bulldogs in the team list department, uh, Dylan Napper, Avarillo, Raymond Fatilla Mariner, and Nick Kotrick, their new recruit, uh, have all had niggling injuries to start the year throughout the trials, but they've all been named in the opener. But Marshall King is out. Uh, with a foot injury. Because of his minor injury, they've named a train and trial hooker. Very interesting. Probably the biggest news of team list Tuesday. Young player called Bradley Dietz will be making his debut on the bench in Marshall King's absence. He's 26 years old. He's been really, uh, you know, in the minor leagues, kind of, you know, making a trade being a football player, and he was outside the top 30, so the NRL had to get exemption to play him um, this week. They had to get exemption from the NRL, the Bulldogs. So other than that, they've named a team with their new recruits in Kyle Flanagan. As I mentioned, Nick Kotrick, Jack Herrington will start in the prop position after 
coming from Penrith and the Warriors in 2020. Um, so overall, I mean, this game, when you look at it on paper, you ex- would expect Newcastle in front of their home crowd to really come out and make a statement. It's been a big new- that news day for the Knights as well. Phoenix Crossland suspended for a game for a pub incident, and Mitchell Pearce signed a one-year extension to his deal despite a very dis- disrupted and disrupting off-season for him and the Newcastle Knights. There's been talks of a player divide at the club, but Pearce... Did re-sign until the end of 2022. Um, so we'll see how he can start the season. They've obviously got a great forward pack. The Knights, Clamour, Saifidi, Frizzell, Barnett. And uh, playing Locke is Connor Watson. So they're going to be looking to get over the Bulldogs early in this game with that power. But let's not underrate the Bulldogs forward pack. I mean, Tolman's gone, but they got guys like Hevering, Josh Jackson, Adam Elliott with some young guys in there that could really... You know, those those three, it's going to be up to those three guys to really lift this forward pack and, you know, have them try to uh, try to negate the impact of this huge and uh, very experienced Newcastle Knights forward pack. But I expect the Knights to get on top early. They're at, in, at home in front of a home crowd. Got some good, young, entertaining players like Hoy and Draven Best there. And if Pierce and Mann are on their game with the, you know, the... They're returning from ACL injury, Jaden Braley. They can put on a bunch of points early and make this very hard for the Bulldogs. Uh, and Trent Barrett, he knows that he's got a lot of work to do in 2021 to get this roster right. They're definitely going in the right direction with some of these signings. Uh, I forgot to mention Corey Allen, another new recruit from here. He'll be playing fullback. But it, it could take a while to gel. A lot of these guys haven't played together before, and they haven't played under Barrett before. And we all know that Barrett last year was very instrumental in getting Penrith's attack as good as it was as they went on that, you know, 19-game winning streak. It was absolutely amazing uh, for them. But being a head coach is a little bit different. He's got to instill the confidence in this team and make them believe in their defensive structures. And I think that's going to take more than one week. I think they're going to be in this game for a long time. And I think they're a little bit of a chance to cause an upset if everything goes right for the Bulldogs. But Newcastle in front of their home career, they've got every reason to start the year off well considering how disappointing they were to back-end 2020, and especially in that finals match against the Rabbitohs, they were 18-0 up and ended up losing, I think it was 42 or 44 to... Uh, 52, I think it might have been, to, to 18. So they're going to have a point to prove, and if they don't perform, Adam O'Brien's not going to really put up with that. He's going to be making changes. Mitchell Pearce had a pretty bad 2020, and despite all the off-field stuff, he needs a huge season. So I expect the Knights to come out of this as the winners, even though the Bulldogs, I think... If they start well and can, you know, stay with the Newcastle Knights and their big forward pack and shut them down early, there could be a little bit of a chance for an upset. But the Knights, I think, will be too strong on this one. I've got the Knights by 10 points against the Canterbury Bulldogs to start their season. All right, our second game of Friday Night Football kicks off at 8.05 p.m. from Suncorp Stadium on Friday night when the Brisbane Broncos, last year's wooden spooner under new coach Kevin Walters, host the travelling Parramatta Eels. Obviously, all the talk around the Broncos um, and, you know, how they're going to fix their disastrous 2020 season. Kevin Walters has such a job ahead of him, uh, but in saying that, they get a lot of players back that didn't play much football last year. Guys like Jermaine Asako has been named at fullback here. Croft gets his chance in Anthony Milford with the halves. They've got left Eden out of the 17, somewhat controversially, and you got big... Pengai Jr. and Matt Lodge being key features of this side. And Kevin Walters was on Fox League last night on NRL 360 
And that's basically what he said. He said if these guys play a lot of football this season, then they can definitely have an impact on changing the tide for the Brisbane Broncos. The panelists then asked him what his expectations were of this Broncos side in 2021, and Walters replied that he doesn't really have you know, an expectation of where exactly they're going to finish. His main concern is then giving 100% in every game they play throughout the season. So I think Kevin Walters knows the job ahead of him, and it's not going to be an easy job. And this Parramatta Eels side, make no mistake about it, they're under a lot of pressure in 2021 as well because... Brad Arthur's done a good job over the last five years in getting this Eels team back into being a finals team and being one of the upper-class teams of the competition. But if the, Mitchell Moses, Dylan Brown, uh, those guys in particular, and especially Mitchell Moses, when the pressure gets to them and when the Eels manage to make the finals like they do, like they have the last few years, they seem to have a lot of trouble competing with the good teams. And for Mitchell Moses... And the coach, Brad Arthur, it's going to be a question of whether these guys are guys that can get the Eels to the next level. And obviously, it doesn't just happen with one player and the coach. Everybody's kind of got to be on the same page. But those two in particular are under a lot of pressure in terms of uh, whether the Eels are genuine premiership chances. And obviously, the last few years haven't gone well. I mean, they beat the uh, the Broncos, I believe, 58-0 in 2019 before an early exit in the finals. And then... 2020, they didn't win a finals match. And then in twenty and 2018, they didn't win a finals match either. So um, they've got a lot of expectation on them. Their, their fans are getting very frustrated. And this has got to be the season that Mitchell Moses proves that he is one of the Premiership's top halfbacks. I mean, he gets a lot of try assists and he seems to really dominate the lesser teams of the competition and shine in those matches. But when it comes to versing teams like the Roosters or Melbourne, he seems to really struggle to have an impact and can sometimes go missing. So um, make no mistake about it. The Eels are under a lot of pressure, not as much as the Broncos, but if Brad Arthur can't lift this team to another level in 2021, his job could be under a little bit of pressure, which is crazy considering, you know, how he's, how he's got them to the finals. But at some point, you've got to take that upper step forward for him. In terms of this game, the Broncos and Parramatta, I mean, the Broncos are going to be in front of Suncorp Stadium. They could have up to forty to 50,000 fans in attendance. Uh, COVID settled down a little bit. So, I mean, if Walters, Walters knows that Suncorp and, and Brisbane in general was such a fortress for the Broncos in the 90s and the early 2000s that if they can get back to that it's going to be very hard for teams to beat them if they can get back to that in a few years. And it's going to be baby steps. The Broncos aren't going to get there all at once. But if they can start this game well and really frustrate Parramatta early on, I think they're a genuine chance for an upset. Um, I mean, I think we're going to see a much improved performance from them this year, uh, the Broncos in general. I don't know if it would really translate to moving up too much on the premiership ladder, but they won't be anywhere near as bad as they were in 2020. Parramatta can't underestimate them. Obviously, they've got a better squad on paper, but as I said, this is really a key year for Parramatta and guys like Thurgo and uh, Mitchell Moses and Dylan Brown to see if they're going to, you know, what, what their future is going to be in, in rugby league. And there's going to be some, some people, if the Eels don't perform this year, there's going to be some people that call them pretenders. And if the Eels think they're just going to cruise for the Broncos round one, they're in for a big shock because I think this Broncos team's up for an ambush and could ambush them early. And really, if they can get into the lead, the Broncos, then we'll see what Parramatta can do under pressure because they haven't been the best 
They haven't been, have the best reactions to pressure over the last few years. So in saying that, I think the Eels should be good enough to win. I've got the Eels in this one by six points. But even if you go back and look at round one, 2020, the Eels beat the Bulldogs 8-2, but it was a very dour affair, and they were all sorts um, halfway through that game, Parramatta, before they pulled it together and managed to escape with a victory. So they need a much better start in this one against Brisbane because... Make no mistake about it. I don't think the Broncos will be wooden spooners this year. They might not be contenders at all, but I think they're going to surprise some teams and surprise a lot of people with how they play. And as I said, if they can start this game early, they could really worry the Eels. But I've got the Eels by six points in this one. All right, so we're going to move on to the Super Saturday games momentarily. But just a reminder, please like Steve's NRL Footy Tips on Facebook. I've also got a movie podcast. What have we been watching and each week we basically deep dive into a movie topic and then rank them. We also do movie reviews and have some guests on, have a lot of fun. So my, my co-host is Noletta and uh, she adds a lot of the insight. So please join us every fortnight on what have we been watching. And please like Steve's NRL Footy Tips on Facebook as well. Moving on to the Saturday games now and it all Super Saturday. It's my favorite time of the week. I'm glad to have it back in 2021. And it starts off with a game that's very interesting. I'm excited for this one. It's the New Zealand Warriors versus the Gold Coast Titans at Central Coast Stadium. Obviously, the Warriors forced to relocate to Australia for the first few months of the season again this year. Hopefully, they can play some games in New Zealand. But we'll see how they go after traveling back to Australia against the Titans. They've got a lot of new recruits, the Warriors themselves, but they're versing a Titans team that has so much expectations on them for the first time in years. Justin Holbrook really, he took some time to get going as the coach of the Titans and get his, you know, foundations and structures into place here at the club. But they were on fire at the back end of the year, the Titans, winning five in a row, which was one of the things I did predict on Steve's NRL footy tips if you go back and listen to those episodes last year. But, I mean, this is going to be a... Make no mistake about it, for a 3 o'clock Saturday game, which usually is a bit of a dead zone, this is going to be an absolute cracker. I mean, you look at the Warriors lineup this week um, and to start the season, Wade Egan's recovered and he'll start in hooker, but they've got new recruits, Ewan Aiken, who started in the centres. Fanua Blake, big signing from Manly, comes and starts in the second row. Bailey Surinan, who was such a handy journeyman for the Seahawks last year, will start at the second row, and they've got big Murdoch Masilla back from England on the bench. So, um, a lot of good signings. Obviously, their new coach, Nathan Brown, is going to expect a lot of it out of him in this game, and the pressure is definitely going to be on the likes of uh, Nick Arima and Chanel T- uh, Harris Tavita to start the season, and their partnership with uh, Roger Tuivasa Shek and his last year in the NRL will be very key in this game. We know that RTS is a great runner of the football. Sometimes he lacks creativity, and we'll see if they can partner up in this game and really pressure and uh, expose the tide forwards of Gold Coast. On the flip side of that, Gold Coast, as we know, so much expectation. A lot of uh, experts and fans like predicting the Titans to be there in the top eight, and who knows, they could even get Cameron Smith, but they're big signings. I mean, David Fafita Fasi- uh, and Big Tino um, will start in a second row, and they're joined by Kevin Proctor. Look at that second row. I mean, that forward pack, huge, huge, um, very powerful. They're already there with the established recruits of Wallace and Fodawaka, and you, you look at that lineup, and it's one of the strongest forward packs in the comp, in my opinion. Um, so that's going to be a hell of a battle. Uh, you know, the likes of Fafita and Big Tino and Kevin Proctor and Fodawaka versus guys like Vanua Blake and Katoa and Tohu Harris and Bailey Siren. And 
it's going to be a an interesting battle up front. And they've also got Patrick Herbert that comes in the side into the centers this week. We'll see if they can keep that momentum going from the back end of last year. The Gold Coast Titans, as an organization, have never won six games in a row from the carryover from past season. They win round one, they'll win six games in a row. So this is a huge game for the club. And they're going to want to start the season off a lot better than they did in 2020 because Justin Holbrook really struggled to get their team going before they finally, you know, believed in his defensive structures. Their defense was outstanding at the back end of the year and guys like Fogarty really took the pressure off Taylor and AJ Brimson at the back was absolutely outstanding and electric there and he's, he proved it again in origin late last year. So I'm excited for this one. I mean, it's going to be a hard one to tip. I think that the problem with the the problem with the Warriors, in my opinion, their halves when they're tested, we'll see how many points they can produce. But the big worry for me, I mentioned the battle of the forwards, and you've got guys like uh, Fanua Blake and Tanoa Brian and Katoa. These are big guys, and even on the bench, Ben Murdoch, Masilla, Lisa Armar, and Bunty Afoa, all very big units. If we're eliminating scrum from the game, if we're making the game faster, I think they could struggle at certain points of the game. And I think the Titans, if they're good enough, can really expose the Warriors' tiring forwards because I think the, the Titans' forward pack's a lot more mobile. And I think that if they can get Fogarty and Brimson into the game, in the back end of the halves, they can make this really uh, challenging for the tired Warriors' forwards. And we'll see if they've got... Um, and see if they've got the resiliency to hold out the Titans in the back end of each half. I'm going to tip the Titans in this game. I've got the Titans by 12 points. I think they're going to be out to make a statement. It could take a while for them to gel, but I think as the match goes on, um, you'll see them finally start to click in the gear and we'll see the start of what could be a very promising season in 2021. Take nothing away from the Warriors, though. They're, they're going to be up for this. They've got guys like Fusatu and Mamalo playing their first football in a long time after going back to New Zealand, but it could be another long season for the Warriors in terms of you know, being stuck in Australia, and uh, we'll see how they can react to that early in the season, but I'm excited for it, it's going to be a great game to start Super Saturday, I've got the Titans in this one by 12 points. Alright, moving on to the 5.30 Saturday game now, and another game that has the potential to be a real good game to start the season, that's the Sydney Roosters taking on the Manly Seagulls from the Sydney Cricket Ground up there in Sydney. And obviously for the Roosters, they they obviously won back-to-back premierships in 2018 and 2019. They were looking good halfway through the season last year before. You could see a bit of fatigue, and they weren't the same club they were over the, the former couple of years, and they struggled at the back end of the season. They're versing a Manly Seagull side that was arguably, the, arguably, and in my opinion, the most disappointing team of 2020. They're without Tommy Turbo, who got injured to start their season as well, and Kay Custs will uh, come back softly into New South Wales Cup, and he was a contender to start the season for him at Hooker. So, looking at these team lists, I mean, the Roosters have such a strong lineup still this day. I mean, they may have lost Kyle Flanagan to the Bulldogs. They're going to end slightly the same way they ended the year with Lachlan Lamb winning that 5-8 battle, and he beat Sam Walker this time, the young rookie. I'm sure he'll get some first-grade experience throughout the year, but still a very strong side when you've got guys like Collins and Takiaho starting and Hargraves coming off the bench. You know, it's the forward packs up for the challenge. There's obviously about Boyd Corden of the Roosters, but still very much got those key men that won those back-to-back premierships a lot. Uh, in there, friend, Cryden, Keary, um, Tedesco, so and the Morris brothers, I mean... 
it's a it's a star-studded lineup, and it gets even more exciting when you uh, for the Roosters fans when you think that you've still got Victor Radley and Sam Verrills both to come back from ACL injuries in the coming weeks to really make this team stronger. They're versing a manly side that, you know, the big news there, they lost for Noah Blake. They brought in Josh Alloway, but the big news for them is the reunion between Cherry Evans and Kieran Craw and their last half-winning premiership combination there. Foreign returns to Manly after a long absence. Dylan Walker's back at fullback to replace the injured Tommy Turbo. I don't know if he's ever played fullback for a full game, Dylan Walker, in first grade, as far as I know. Maybe for Seahawks near the start of his career, he might have played one game there, but that's going to be interesting to see how they combine, especially if Lachlan Croker, the new hooker, um, you know, he's a good utility croaker, but how will he go in an 80-minute environment with his defense? Um, still um, up for debate as well, and we'll see how all that new spine there combines for them. Ford and Cherry Evans, I mean, the good news about them, if you're a Manly fan, is that they know each other's game. They played together a lot early in Cherry Evans' career. It's just whether they can recapture that magic. And let's be honest, Manly struggled on both sides of the uh, of the scoreboard last year. They struggled to score points. It took some Cherry Evans brilliance sometimes to get him on the board, and other times, you know, he, he went missing and couldn't provide it for him. And in defense, they led in so many soft tries. Their edge defense was atrocious. Um, Jason Saab, new recruit in the wing, will see how he lines up for him. But they've got to really, I mean... Fix it up. Des Hasler had to be working on defensive structures there in the offseason and getting a little bit more creative. Jake Turojevic, he had him, you know, running as a uh, as a playmaker, not really running the football, being more of a, a ball player. He needs to run a straight big Jakey, get him back into the action up front there and help take some pressure off these forwards for him. But this could be a very tough opening for the season for him against a, a star-studded Roosters lineup, as I mentioned, if they don't. If they're not ready for this, um, and without Tommy, their record's atrocious. So the Roosters could put on quite a big score here. Um, I think that Manly are going to be out to prove that they're not going to be easy beats this season. Um, and I think the key for them, without Tommy in these opening rounds, they've got a tough first month schedule-wise. They've got teams like Penrith and the Rabbitohs um, other than the Roosters. But I think the real key for them is... You know, just to put on some impressive performance, they don't have to necessarily win a lot of these early games um, to be finals contenders in 2021 without Tommy. Um, and it's going to be really tough, as you can see, that with their opponents this week. But they just have to hang in and, and show, like they did in 2019 without Tommy Turbo, that they these guys and these um, you know journeymen they put in roles at the club are going to step up and um, not go down easy. But I have the Roosters in this game. I think they're going to be too strong for this merely serial side. I've got the Roosters by 16. Um, but I think they could score a lot of points um, late in the half because I think if Manly start off well, um, they can really test the Roosters. But if they start off poorly, the Roosters could win this game by 40 or 50 points. So especially when you look at Manly's trial form, I know trial form is not that important, but they were pretty disappointing in the, against the Tigers a couple of weeks ago and their defense was pretty bad in that despite you know having a lot of first graders missing. So uh, merely a bit of an unknown quantity there without Tommy, but the Roosters should be too strong for this one. I've got the Roosters um, by 18, I believe I said. The Roosters by 18. If I said 16, we're going 18 now. The Roosters by 18 points. All right, moving on to the final game of Super Saturday, my favorite time of the week. Uh, 7.30 from Penrith Stadium. The last year's runners-up, the Penrith Panthers, will kickstart their 2021 campaign against the North Queensland Cowboys. And for this Penrith team, very similar side that went down in the grand final. The key differences is that uh, Monotrovskis took that spot 
that was taken by Tyron May in last year's grand final there in the centres. Uh, Brenton Aiden unavailable to start the season. They've got Tamo's gone. Um, he's gone to the Tigers, and he's their new captain. He's going to be replaced by a big Moses Leota. who's going to get a chance to start in the first-grade spot uh, squad, and Spencer Leahy will be able to uh, get a bench spot there as well. So a big... Uh, not not many changes. A big opportunity for Penrith to start their season well against the Cowboys side that really struggled in 2020. Um, interesting, very interesting selection by him when you look at the team list that they've actually put Josh McGuire, who's, in my opinion, was their best forward last year. He's starting off the bench, which is weird. Francis Molo will be starting with Jordan McLean there in the second row and Scott Drinkwater, the big change. He'll be playing at fullback, which he did in 2019, I believe. Valentine Holmes got named in the wing, so we'll see if they can get him involved despite him being on the wing and um, their, their halves combination. Michael Morgan, who had a very injury play in 2020, he'll be partnering in the halves with Jay Clifford. So um, for me, this is the match out of the weekend that I think is the most one-sided affair. The Cowboys could surprise me, but I've got them very low in 2021. I think that the Panthers are going to be out to really have a dominant start to the year to um, prove to people that it wasn't just a one-off, their their fantastic 2020 season, and they can go one better in 2021. Um, Charlie Staines is exciting, and it's going to be exciting to see how much he gets involved and if he can continue that freakish try-scoring record he currently has. Um, But I think the likes of Cleary and Luai, combining with Chorus down there, big forwards, guys like Kikau and Isaiah Yu and the always reliable James Fisher-Harris, they're going to be hard to stop. They're going to be full of motivation to avenge that loss last year in the grand final. And I don't know if they can get there this year. Watch my uh, my Penrith season preview to find that out. That's also available right now. But I think that they're going to start the season on a very high note, and uh, I think Penrith win this one easily. Um, I'll be shocked if Pen- if Cowboys even get up to make this one close. You never know. I know they've got a new coach in Todd Payton, but I'm not too impressed with their lineup. Um, obviously, that can be deceiving sometimes and start the new season, so you, you think that everybody would want to step up and get their spot in first grade, but I just think Penrith be too too strong. Tamalolo had a bit of a tough year adjusting, in my opinion, to the new rules, and the game's just getting quicker. So a lot of these big uh, forwards for the Cowboys could could struggle uh, consistently in defence, and you know Penrith's going to throw plenty of attack at them. And I, to be honest, I I don't know if I can if I rate Michael Morgan there if he's still got the magic that he had, you know, five six years ago that led the Cowboys to so much success during that golden era. Uh, where they won a premiership, made a grand final in 2017 as well. So it's going to be an interesting year for the Cowboys. I could be very shocked, and they could play fantastic in the weekend. But I've got Penrith in this game by 30 points. I think it could be a, it has a potential if the Cowboys don't start well to be an absolute bloodbath. All right, two games left of the round, and I hope you guys have enjoyed this podcast so far. Give me feedback. Tell me what you'd like me to improve on. Uh, the Sunday football action kicks off. At 4.05 p.m., they're going to start the season in the NRL with the 4 o'clock game and the 6.30 game to start the season before they go to the 2 and 4 system a bit later. I think I prefer that system a bit more, but they're starting it off at 4 o'clock from GIO Stadium with the Canberra Raiders hosting against the West Tigers. And if we go off trial form, which, as I said, doesn't isn't a huge indicator, the Tigers were absolutely on fire. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of high hope from Tigers fans this year, but they've got a very hard challenge early on down there at Canberra against the Raiders. And we'll talk about the Tigers and their impressive preseason form in a minute, but let's just touch on the Raiders. They're obviously without the big 
gunning John Bankman this year. He's gone back overseas, and he really helped get him back on focus last year. But they're, And Croker's out to start the season as well. But they get Josh Hodgson, who is such a difference maker. He was going for an ACL for most of last season. He's back in the fold this year. George Williams and Jack Warden lit the NRL up um, with that harsh combination last year. So them and Charles Nickel Klodstad, they've still got a lot of that side that made the grand final intact this year. They're going to be out Horsburgh and uh, Corey were here and near at the start of the year as well because it's some drink driving charges, but still a very strong side and a very strong forward pack led by Josh Rapali there for Canberra. The thing that excites me about Canberra this year, my season preview is available if you want to go check that out, but the thing that I get excited about is that they get Hodgson back, they get to leave from the front, but more importantly, when COVID happened, they didn't really get to play many games out of Canberra. They're back at home this season. You know it's going to be a big crowd down there at Canberra to start the year. And I think that they can really make a statement early in the season. And I think they could be on a bit of a run. But they're versing a Tigers team, as I mentioned, that were very impressive in the preseason form. Dane Laurie, who uh, got signed in a bit of a player swap uh, with Monotrosky there, is come to the Tigers. He'll be starting fullback for him this week. Dewey's still suspended, but could fill in the halves when he comes back in. They've gone for a new halves combination in Embi and Brooks. Obviously, they got the big recruiter, James Roberts, in the centers. He's looking healthy, and you know what he can do when he's at his absolute best, which he has been for a few years. But the big signings up front, James Tamo, inspirational leader. He comes in, they're very experienced player. And Joe Offengia, he gets a chance to start after a couple of disappointing years up there at the Broncos. So overall, you look at this side and you think that there's potential there, but that's the thing with the Tigers. There's potential all the time, and it's been 10 years now since the finals. This is the 10th season since the Tigers made a finals appearance. So will it come together in 2021? That's the question. I think that uh, they're going to be an exciting team, an exciting brand, um, and play an exciting brand of football, the Tigers, and score a lot of points. This is a, definitely a make-or-break season for Luke Brooks. I mean, he's been... He was originally touted as the next Andrew Johns when he before he made his debut, and uh, he's definitely struggled for consistency over the years, and I think that tag got tagline got to him a little bit. So this is a make-or-break year to see if he's even got a future in the NRL over the next couple of years um, to be a consistent halfback because there's no more excuses. He's got to put up or shut up. And Michael McGuire, the coach, knows that, and he's given guys an opportunity here You'll see a couple of interesting selections like Jacob Little Hooker. He's given guys that have been trading the house down opportunities, and that's what I like. I like a good young side um, that can come through and you know have plenty to prove. But they're versing a uh, team that's going to be up for this by Ricky Stewart. And to be honest with you, I don't know many teams that are going to be able to stop the Raiders if they're on. And I think they're going to be on to start the season in front of their home crowd. I think this one's going to be a very high-scoring affair. As I said, the, the Tigers seem like they're going to be an excitement machine with their all that attacky power they got in those outside backs this year. But I expect the Raiders to get the job done here. I've got the Raiders by 14 in this match. Um, but as I said, you never know. Start of the year, plenty to prove. The Tigers, they're going to be looking to make the finals. And they're going to be looking to impress Coach Michael McGuire this year because there's no more excuses for him. He's got the squad he wants. So it's going to be a very big... An important year for, for the Tigers and to see what their future couple of years hold and whether they can, even if they don't necessarily come into premiership contendership this year, um, see if they can you know muster much in the next few years. As for the Raiders, their premiership window is closing. You've got to think it's starting to be now or never with this squad. And 
Um, Ricky Stewart's going to know that, and he's going to have him fired up to start the season. I've got the Raiders by 14 in this one. All right, that brings us to the final game of round one, and two teams that uh, expectations aren't, you know, huge off the ground for 2021, and that's the Dragons are hosting the Cronulla Sharks from the Strata Jubilee Stadium. I said that the Saturday game between Penrith and the Cowboys could be a bloodbath, and I know that the Knights-Bulldogs game on Friday night might not have huge hype around it in terms of quality, but I think this game could be the game that could be the messiest and the ugliest of the rounds. The Dragons, obviously, they've been bashed in the media over the past week and a half since the Charity Shield. New coach Anthony Griffin found out in that game, and as far as I can, as aware, they were using their full-strength team, and they were taking that first half pretty seriously. He found out that he's got a lot of work to do because they were atrocious against the Rabbitohs, and maybe it was that the Rabbitohs were so good, and if they beat Melbourne on Thursday night, it kind of gives the Dragons a bit of a break in that regard. But maybe it was so the Rabbitohs were so good they made the Dragons look bad, but... Has Anthony Griffin fixed it over the last 10 days? Well, we're going to find out this weekend against the Sharks. And it's interesting to note that, you know, they've got Jack Bird. He's back fit. And they've got Cody Ramsey. They've got new recruit McCulloch. And they're given chances to guys like Kerr and, and Ellis. But overall, um, you know, their forward pack's very slim. Their halves... Uh, Norman suspended for the first game, but him and Ben Hunt have so much pressure on them in 2021. It's going to be interesting how they start and how they um, respond under adversity um, in matches because over the last couple of years, if things went against the Dragons, they just folded in matches. So it's going to be a hell of a job for Griffin, and he's known as a defensive coach. Obviously, it wasn't a good start of the trial to where he wants his team defensively at, but they've got a challenge in terms of uh, a Cronulla lo- a lineup that will be missing Sean Johnson for a big part of the year. They've got Moylan and Chad Townsend in the, in the halves there. Can Moylan stay fit? And what impact can he have on this club this year? Um, but we'll see how it goes. I mean, at the end of the day, the uh, both teams have plenty to prove. The Sharks, they've got Kennedy uh, starting at fullback. They've got Connor Tracy putting plenty of pressure on him off the bench, but... John Morris is under the pump. The Sharks really need to answer that call and perform under uh, for him because they've still got a decent squad on paper. They've got some good forwards there. But let's be honest, they've kind of limped in the finals the last couple of years. So it's a, it's a key year for, for the Sharks and especially guys like Matt Moylan and Josh Dugan and Aaron Woods, guys that haven't really lived up to their potential since they signed with the Sharks. Um, they've got a mix of experience and youth, but... This has got to be the year where they they help Morris out a bit and and prove that they're more than just you know filling up the numbers, especially if they can get to the finals. Of the Sharks, my season previews out for them. Uh, my Dragon season previews coming out on Thursday, so check those two out. But it could be a long year for both of these seasons, uh, both of these teams. They both got a lot to prove. One of these teams have to win this game, and I think I'm just thinking between them and. I honestly think Anthony Griffin's a good coach, and I think that if he can get this Dragons team up for this match, um, I don't know how many games they're going to be winning in 2021, but I think this is definitely a winnable game for them, especially without the experience and leadership with Johnson. He was so instrumental to their attack last year, the Cronulla Sharks. Um, he had the one of the most try assists in the NRL, and um, without him, I, I, I struggle to see where a lot of these points are going to come from. Matt Moylan, from all reports, is fit and ready to go, but... 
I have doubts, and I think that uh, the Dragons say what you want about you know Cameron McKinnis signing with Cronulla for next year and then doing his ACL and how unlucky that was. But I think McCulloch is going to be a, a good header into this young forward pack. This forward pack, as I said, it seems very light for the Dragons. They've got a lot of pr- lot to prove, but he's played with punt before. If they can combine well and get some outside ball to some of these outside backs that they have, I think that's uh, they can score points. I mean, Lomack and Bird, we know how good they can be on their day. Cody Ramsey's a very uh, exciting young player, and Ravel Arlen's a good finisher out there for them. So if the Haas can control the game for the Dragons, and young Clune did a, an admirable job, if not you know a fantastic job in 2020, I think that they can upset this Cronulla side, and I'm actually going to tip the Dragons by four points, but don't get me wrong, I think this quality of match is going to be poor. These teams could surprise me, but I don't see a bright future for either of these teams in 2021. Dragons by four for me. All right, that was my footy tips for round one. Steve's NRL footy tips is underway. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please like Steve's NRL footy tips on Facebook. We hope I hope to have a guest or two on in the next few weeks. We'll see how that goes. But uh, it's so important, guys, to please like, share, subscribe to the podcast. Let's make this year even bigger than last year. I was so proud and so happy that you guys responded to it and made my podcast a success for its first year in the NRL. I know that there's not too many NRL podcasts out there, and I just like to I'd like to create a space for you know guys that love football and love Team List Tuesday to just have a place to come and listen to some opinions about the footy. You might not always agree about them, but I think that's what this show is all about to get some opinions out there and just to have some fun every Tuesday afternoon. So thank you guys for listening. Um, and I'll see you guys next week. Enjoy your football for round one. It's going to be an absolute blockbuster to start the season between the Rabbitohs and the Storm. And it's going to be a fun weekend of football. I'm glad it's back. 25 rounds coming your way. And round one kicks off on Thursday night.